Here we go. Here we go. This is save the trauma for your mama. I'm no. Lauren and you're Autumn. So this is part two of the intro and we have some questions to ask each other. And I mean, obviously it's going to be about the IFB, which is the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement. Movement. There are Independent Fundamental Baptist churches and not all of them are a part of the movement. Yes. There are Independent Baptist churches that are not included in this. Yes. So that's kind of a disclaimer because I, I just want to like throw it out there. We're talking about the independent fundamental Baptist movement that is kind of lumped into this cult like it is cult you know sometimes when I do talk about like oh my gosh church and this and that and just because I don't go to church and other people do I'm, I'm not saying like well you believe in Jesus and you go to church like no I still have faith I just don't have a church that I go to right now but that doesn't mean that you can't talk about your church and that you can't talk about your faith like right. I, I wouldn't and want in you same, to in, in the same like type of way I do go to church and I mean I don't feel somebody has a more sincere faith or you know they're there every time even if even if you're not a Christian and you have no desire I'm not here to be like oh you have to go to church like I used to be yeah oh yeah we did I'm not like like there anymore it gives me the things I need in my life and that's okay but that's a hard thing to find for a person of faith yeah and we're not trying to just only talk to people of faith either that's a good point we aren't we're not only directing this to people who go to church like i will openly say i do not go to church and i don't have a problem with you know people not going or going to church i my problem with and this is kind of tied into exactly what we're talking about is somebody having total authority and zero accountability oh yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and throw a trigger warning out because we might end up telling like a story or two that is kind of traumatic because some of these questions are lighthearted and some of them might get a little deep, but we're going to try our best not to go too deep or like go down a rabbit hole because we love those. We oh, love yes. those. Here we go. I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. And then I can answer it after you answer it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. What is the thing that you are most proud of in your life so far as far as where you've come from in this whole we keep saying deconstruction but honestly like this whole faith deconstruction like choosing to walk away from that yeah I think for me the thing that I'm most proud of is knowing that I am going to kind of break some generational. Tra- Are you trying to steal my answer? <laughs> um, and that my and that my children will not have to go through the things that a lot of other people. I I would say I went through, but a lot of the things I went through, I think, were more prevalent to me because I was female. Was <laughs> there I'm something still a female. You to tell us, um, that's okay. I mean, obviously, this is <laughs> right, but I, I, I still, <laughs> I still am, I still am, I still am a female, and I have two boys, so I don't know. I think for me, knowing the things that I went through and the type of men that institutionalize those types of cultures and mindsets and all of the things that I grew up in that were like. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word that's a good that's a good one (laughs) that I 
can hopefully put two men out in the world, my sons, when they grow up, that won't be that way. And that will be honoring to everyone. Mm-hmm. They treat women and the way treat, that women And treat be. women and, the and, way and that men, they should be. And others. Right. And I mean, I have a husband that does that. I think we're both kind of on the same page there mm-hmm. where we're... So yeah, I think I'm the most proud of knowing that I can have a part in the next generation kind of taking a step further away from problematic things especially faith related and I feel like there's like steps inside of that you've had to set boundaries and and make hard decisions and take things to get to that point where you can break those cycles because as you were talking I'm literally sitting here thinking the same thing to answer the question I guess yeah I'm asking myself but it's literally coming off of what you're saying is we are breaking those generational cycles Mm -hmm. and you know my parents couldn't exactly do that and you know and and there's been growth and and obviously there's a whole nother story with you know my mom and and things like that the thing that I'm pretty much most proud of right now is that I'm still here and because I'm still here it makes me want to break these cycles even more because like I I mean there's so many things that could have just absolutely let me just stay down and I've gotten back up and I've said no I've got to do this and Mm -hmm. and my kids deserve a life and, and a mom who is healed and a mom Mm -hmm. who knows who she is and she's happy with herself and she's able to give her kids you know what they need like the support Mm -hmm. the comfort you know the strength and everything that they will need and they will know when they get older and you know now I feel like they know this now like you know my parenting situation is obviously not how I would want it to be all the time but I'm thankful that we've gotten to you know where we've gotten and it works right now but when they get older and you know they have their own family or they choose not to and they go out on their Mm -hmm. own they know that they have a mom who loves and supports them no matter what and she's not gonna you know judge them or you should be doing this and you're and you're not Mm -hmm. doing that you know Mm -hmm. because the bible says it or because you know this is how we do it in the church because that's how we were taught and and it was like a shame thing it was Mm -hmm. a guilt and a shame thing instead of you know what let me love you and actually let me love you unconditionally so much of the love that we had growing up was conditional Whether it was said or not, it was absolutely conditional. So to me, my proudest thing is I didn't give up. I didn't give up and just say, I can't do this anymore. Because let me tell you, there were, I don't even know where I pulled from sometimes. Literally from like, where did this come from? To me, in my personal experience, it felt like this divine, you've got to hear. And you're like, huh? Like, (laughs) where did this come from? And then you literally put one foot in front of the other and take it one day at a time. And then you look back and you're like, look, I did it. I have done this. And you have a goal. You have a goal. There is a future. You know, your Mm -hmm. kids are your future. And it's like, I I want to not be a shell of a person or just be a parent. I want to be completely whole. That way I can be a good parent and a good partner mm-hmm. and a good parent to my inner self. I picture myself all the time with little Autumn everywhere, like holding her hand 
and taken her and in really hard times showing her what she should have had growing up and you know comforting her and telling her it's okay and that she's loved and that she's not in trouble all the time over every little Mm -hmm. thing it has honestly helped me view my kids in a whole different way to where little autumn is growing up with my kids and i'm taking them all through life and i'm like here's the love and support and unconditional love like to the best of my ability my situations may not be ideal and obviously it is not what i would want but it is what it is right now and i'm doing my best Mm-hmm. And and that to me is like something that I'm so proud of. I didn't give up. So much just, for little teeny simple questions. I know. No, just I'm like <laughs> one little thing on Yeah, go ahead. Like with generational cycles is I think my parents broke a lot of generational cycles. Mm-hmm. There's a quote, I don't know who said it or where it came from, but it was maybe our parents didn't break all of the generational cycles, but they broke so. And mm-hmm. there may not always be that like finite answer of like, oh, they came from nothing and they gave me everything and everything was perfect but that's part of the beauty of our lives as humans is that there is beauty in the things that are hard yeah I just kind of I guess would be like a a shout out to the the work that my parents did to break the generational cycles that they both went through because they did not come from I mean they both came from single parent homes so and they definitely gave us more tools than what they had so yeah yeah and that's what I want to do with my kids yes give them more tools than I have what would you change in your life your before life if you could probably really hard because I'm very much the type of person that like I like I watched That's So Raven when I was a kid and every time that like she could see the future and she was trying to change it the things she would do to try to change it would bring forth the future that she saw right so I'm kind of of that mindset of like if I changed it would I be where I am today oh my god we're like Um, the same in this thinking because that's that's literally what I think like the past is the past I can't change it and I wouldn't be obviously with my story it's like there's no way that we would be where we are and where I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. yeah I think probably the biggest thing I could say in general would be kind of to think a little bit more about the things I said to people because Mm. I am very much a draw your judgments of people first and compassion gets thrown out the window. (laughs) I'm a firm believer that if you are a judgmental person, you probably aren't a compassionate person. And I say that because I have judgmental tendencies have been ingrained into me. Definitely a teaching. Yeah. Even though I said it wasn't. And uh, so I think if I could have put that aside sooner, and I'm still working on that. I think we um, all could work on it. Truly. Just to not be so judgmental and be more compassionate Mm -hmm. towards other people. Aaron's really good about, Aaron's my husband, for those of you that don't know, but Aaron's really good about like showing compassion towards people Mm -hmm. before being judgmental. And I think God gave me him for a reason. Yeah, like you balance (laughs) each other out. I probably sounded like Kermit the Frog. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) for a reason. (laughs) But what about you? Like, if you could. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna have to like dissect this because obviously if I would have changed one thing I would not be here where I am in Illinois and never ever thought I would be here and when people are like how you grew up in Tennessee how'd you end up in Illinois and I was like here we go. I'm kind of that way too. If I look back and I'm like, if one little thing was really tweaked, I would have never met Alec. And I would have never like got to experience that kind of love that I knew was out there. But I 
I really truly didn't 100% know if it existed or not because I'd never seen it like that before. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. I wouldn't mess up one thing that I've been through mm-hmm. to mess that up. But that's really hard to say because I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I wish this would have never happened to me. I wish this would have never happened to me. I mean, right. I got... You wish it would have never happened to you, but at the same time, you know the things that you took from it and learned from it. So it's like, would I have learned it? Right. If that hadn't happened yes. to me. I am a firm believer in that where it's like, oh my gosh, like I hate that this happened or I hate that I made this decision, but it made me make a better decision because I learned mm-hmm. from that. And yeah. I feel like that is humanity. For like, sure. You make mistakes and you make mistakes and you make mistakes, but you learn from them. And honestly, I feel like if you have a good heart and your intentions are pure and if you are putting good out there, Mm-hmm. you're going to receive that good back. Like, mm-hmm. it is reaping and yeah. sowing. Okay. If, oh gosh, if I could change one thing. I mean, I used to be judgmental, obviously. Oh my gosh, you should see my Bible that I got when I was like, what, seven, eight? And it was like the New Adventure Bible, and it was huge and had pictures and lots of open space behind, like, the chapters of the Bible so that I could journal. Mm. Girl, I wrote in this thing from the time I was like seven to like a 17. And let oh, me tell wow. you, oh, this person is this person's not right with God. This person has a spirit of bitterness. Ooh. This per- this Bible is like a burn book. Like literally. Your Bible burn book? My Bible burn book. And oh I have gosh. plans for this thing in the future. But I was so judgmental. and You still have it? <laughs> oh yeah. I look at it a lot honestly. And that. I'm like oh my god girl. Like, And I'd write the dates beside like <gasps> everything in different color pen. So this date was like a silver gel pen. This date was a sparkly green pen. Like, oh my gosh. Yes, and it is amazing. Wow. It is amazing because, like, I wrote my. There's one spot that's like, at 10 p.m. on this date, I became Catwoman. Like, I don't even. Like, seriously, I was a weirdo. In your Bible? Oh, yeah. I was a weirdo. I'm still I love a weirdo. It. But, like, it is so funny. That judgmental. Like, I wish I never would have been, but we were so taught to be that way if this person is not following the way that we should then they're bad and they're backslidden don't be around them right it wasn't it wasn't taught like oh you should judge other people i mean i i'm gonna be completely honest though like there was a sermon i vividly remember being preached at about how you should have righteous judgment righteous you just need to be like know what's right from wrong that's really what you should have taken away from what this pastor was using to basically say like it's okay to judge people as long as you're doing it as long as you're doing it with a scripture behind it yeah if they're wearing pants don't talk to them in the store don't even look their way Um, the judgment was not productive ever so yeah i mean it was like to feed yourself they didn't but they didn't teach it in the sense of here's an outline of how to judge people it was just every everything it was like stitched it was yes interwoven with with everything yes yes so oh man anyway i got the point across on that one which i didn't think i was going to what's your favorite thing about me (laughs) my favorite thing about choose one not not i know this is hard i mean we've been friends for at least a decade over the span of a a decade there were some times where we weren't friends during that decade yeah i hated you no i didn't hate you we'll save that story for another time maybe yeah no that's i feel like that's Um, important my favorite thing about you is probably that 
you are like genuine in the sense insincere and one of the things that again we'll tell the story someday but one of the things that kind of we had a break in our friendship Mm -hmm. and one of the things that kind of brought me back to realize I still need to have autumn in my life as my friend is that when people around you are talking into their opinion on a situation this and that and everything and you're just like okay cool like I'm gonna believe this person or that person's opinion or whatever I feel like you have for a long time taken the stance of the truth is what the truth is and it'll come out eventually I don't always have to be the one that says it the loudest I say that in the sense of like you are sincere to the point that you are just to know you is to know sincerity and I don't know I need to hear that so bad right now honestly because I have been for a long time a very hot topic of conversation Mm -hmm. and that has not been the easiest thing but at the same time when you know in your gut who you are and what your intentions are that's what will carry you through right and and it, it's just amazing. Like, it's amazing to me how going with that gut feeling, listening to your gut and being like, just lay low. Just let it mm-hmm. be. Just, you know, and, you know, there are times where you have people that, you know, you can confide in and trust and you need their advice and their direction. There's so many times where I've just like shut up and just been like, okay, it, you know, it is what it is. I don't need everybody to know my side. I don't need everybody to know, hey, everybody, this is the truth. And there's so many times I wanted to. Six other people saying, this is the truth. From my perspective of mm-hmm. you, it was almost like, okay, well, I'm just going to not say anything because the truth will always be the truth. Yeah. When all of that part of it blows over, the truth is going to be what's left. Yeah. I didn't know I needed to hear all that, but that was really nice. Okay, so what's your favorite thing about me? Because now I want to know. I haven't even thought about it, okay? I haven't even had time to think. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. No, I've always liked about you how you've always made me feel... You always make me feel... (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> obviously i'm not good at like expressing my feelings people can you tell like i'm like my hair's twisted uh, in a knot i'm like well i think you're pretty nice <laughs> no but i've always been like why is she so nice to me you are like so nice and and you always made me feel understood and like heard it's like your countenance like something on your face where you do feel like yes i'm listening to you and oh yeah i see where you're coming from because that's how i want to be with people like i want them to feel that way with me you have this countenance and this it's almost like a motherly thing about you where it stops are you crying no (laughs) (laughs) oh no there i am again (laughs) i'm so awkward when it comes to this stuff but like the I've always felt like it's like a warmness. It's like a warm, just like this comforting countenance and and feeling from you. You know how many people have told me that the way I react to, and this is something I'm very self-conscious about, the way that I react to other people talking to me and sharing things with me, I always feel like my first go-to thing is I'm listening to respond instead of listening to actually like empathize and feel for the other person and so now i'm paranoid about me doing that (laughs) (laughs) thanks lord well i've learned it's something that people do when they have adhd or autism so pro tip i think that that is really validating for me because it's something that i have worked on a lot especially since our friendship breakup and reconciliation we got back together again we did (laughs) like when you give somebody a compliment and they like receive it well and like tell you that they received 
received it well and it makes you feel like you just got another compliment right? and it's a cycle i know okay so i'm glad that you came up with that question because that was a good one let's pick a couple more oh here's here's one that i wrote i'm reading it because i wrote it down specifically okay. but lauren i mean this out of all sincerity okay <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> obviously i'm really serious about this but lauren are you 100% sure that when you die, you're going to go to heaven? <laughs> will you I read sure this? am. Will you read this when you have a chance? No. <laughs> if you die today, do you know, do you know for sure? That your home is in we heaven? We used to knock on people's doors, strangers, and ask them that. Dude. Oh, my God. Girl, I know. Me too. And they were like, bless your heart. Literally. Get we out would of my pile room. up as teenagers. Oh, well, obviously, girls had to be on one side of the van, and boys had to be in the back. And we used to get dropped off at mm. the Kroger's <laughs> and at the Walmart until we got kicked out can i can i tell you something funny i recently looked at the google reviews of the church i grew up in and it's so 50 50 and all the negative reviews on it are like one star they came to my house in the middle of covid and tried to win me to jesus or they not oh my god they knocked on my door and ignored the no solicitor sign please do not ring the doorbell and they didn't care and that like all of the negative reviews oh that's like that and i, I never thought to thought do that. that was hilarious i don't know why i did it but they didn't do, they didn't remove the church didn't remove them I don't can't know you, you remove you can them? remove <gasps> google reviews oh google reviews oh I don't know what I'm doing in my spare time. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rabbit trail that I was going on. Sorry. Was no, it's fine. When we would go to the parking lots of stores as teenagers every Saturday, load up, get in there, grab your stack of tracks. And sometimes we had to fold them. And a tract, if you don't know what a tract is, is this like lovely, a pamphlet. Yeah, that says, Where's your home when you die? Or something like Do the you, ABCs of Christianity. Yeah, it's, it's basically like a confrontational um, snippet of when you die, are you going to heaven or hell? I basically. love the way you put, you word things, because I'm so simple and I'm just like, and you're like, Let me really tell you how it really looks. And I'm just like, Yeah, what'd she say? You, you know why? Because I need somebody to explain it. It to me so I can visualize it that way so I'm like how would I be able to actually visualize what <laughs> visualize what this really is I need to even more bold the the letters Dude, for me. and then like when somebody's talking to me I try to play like a, it's a guessing game like I cut them <laughs> off I'm like let me guess I need to guess to Wait, validate I that I'm that I was right it let's was. ask another serious question it's a good one we'll see how deep we get with this one what moment was the turning point for you with the ifb like teachings and beliefs okay so go ahead so <laughs> there is probably two that stand out the most one of them we will have my sister come on and talk more about because it's a lot of her story so excited for um, that because that never happened at yeah. all that's that podcast never existed yeah, she's gonna but she's gonna be one of our guests it's eventually. not that i accidentally didn't record it or anything yeah we can <laughs> we can talk about my my i can be humble here for a second where we talked for how many hours and i literally oh, like two hours i know somehow messed it up and didn't record it <laughs> That's, but it's okay. She's gonna she's gonna come on and be a guest. Bless on her, her heart. Thank you so um, much, girl. <laughs> because part of her story, well, a lot of her story is a huge part of my story and uh -huh. why my family is no longer at the church that I grew up in. Around probably around the same time, I kind of spoke on this earlier. There started to be a lot of reference to the desire of the pastor of my church. I already did not have a good opinion of him. 
Uh-huh. And a lot of that had to do with some of the things that he had said to my sister because of some things that happened in her life. Again, those are things that you guys will hear about later, but he didn't handle it the best. Things were kind of starting to be like, is this man really have our best interest or is he just trying to keep us there and keep us under control, under his control? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I was going to the Bible college that my church had, which was where I met Autumn. Like the best. Time that was of your their life. favorite. Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> when I came into your life, you're like, oh, I've been missing this for so long. No, I'm just exactly. <laughs> there was always these things that people would say. Oh, you can't do that because preacher doesn't allow that. You, you know, this is we have to do it this way because that's how preacher wants it everything was like he was the highest authority over all of the things and so like i'm just gonna kind of give a little mini funny story facebook was really like an up-and-coming thing around this time like it was only a couple years old get your face out of facebook and put your face in in the the book yeah i mean this is college i'm 18 years old and they had a rule that you couldn't be on facebook and they would always say it's preacher's rule okay so this is a college they had a dean they had you know a president of the college whatever but because the pastor of the church was the one who initially started the college he was like the final authority on he's it. the ruler right the yeah. ruler. he's the king <laughs> so they would always allude to that i have employees underneath of me and i'm not gonna lie there are times where it's nice to be able to be push something else off of me onto my own boss yeah and be like i'm glad that that's not my responsibility but that's not what this was okay (laughs) this was like they didn't want to answer the real reason for things so they would be like oh it's preacher's rule or they didn't really like know it they didn't know it yeah they didn't want to answer it because they knew it and they knew that real answer was didn't make sense or they just didn't know. <laughs> so anyway, so we weren't allowed to have Facebook. Our pastor had Facebook. <laughs> the person who this was preacher's role. You don't so literally one day we had chapel in our college and one of the days he our pastor who I'm talking about being preacher's rule thing came and he opened it up at the end to questions and some guy raised his hand and was like if we're not allowed to have Facebook why do you have a Facebook good for him but that's yeah, scary everybody was like shaking Ugh. in their boots man yeah like jaws dropped to the floor yeah and he was like you guys aren't allowed to have Facebook who told you that <laughs> oh oh wait a second it's not preacher's rule well then who made it he's like if you guys are adults and you can't have enough self-control to keep your face Facebook right then maybe you shouldn't have it but I don't think that's for me to decide Facebook right you mean like now don't post pictures of you wearing pants right don't. I mean what he was essentially alluding to was if you're an adult that should be that's a minor enough thing that that should be your own choice and you know one of the very few things that I have agreed with him on yeah um <laughs> yeah I was about to say the sound of this sounds so, like he comes out as like no he was guy. not he was not the good guy okay <laughs> because he definitely put these yes men into place to yes re- Reiterate that he was total totalitarian control over yeah. everything. It got to a point where he just like was 
so far removed from it that he enjoyed the control of it without having to deal with the everybody being aspect. mad at him he right. still looked like the good guy right and so that was kind of one of the biggest things was like okay it doesn't matter if it's preacher's role or not what should matter is like am i doing the right thing am i yeah. being a kind compassionate person now am i being good to other people am i showing love to the people that have never seen love before yes. not the opinion of a man above what is right and what is godly <laughs> So yeah, that was that was probably the biggest turning point, and it came at a very already pivotal point in my life. So yeah, there's your ten minute answer to your that's hey question. That's why and we ask. I will if you would like to answer it. I do want to say something about we will eventually get into the rules and the beliefs and all of the independent fundamental Baptist mm-hmm. things eventually on an episode because I feel like it deserves its own. So like the Duggars, like with their IBLP and you saw their books and and all of that. So we didn't have like books. Uh, Some of the books that they talk about in their documentary were given out (gasps) at the church I went to. Are you serious? I'm serious. Well, I do know somebody who... Or at least quoted or... Well, that's the thing. Like the... I know that to train a child one was... To train up a child. But that was like a long time ago. No. I know some used the marriage book. I don't know that our church necessarily we had our own marriage book similar one we had the act of marriage yeah that's the one we did too yeah oh but yeah the books we either had something parallel to it or the same one okay when they were like highlighting in the in the duggar show the shiny happy people watch it guys just watch it in that show they would like highlight certain parts in the book in the Mm -hmm. wisdom booklets or whatever i was like we literally believe the same exact thing Mm -hmm. like verbatim seriously so we want to eventually get into like all the different like rules and teachings and like the umbrella teachings and all of that i mean if you if you came from that specific go ahead and message us or email us some yes. of them because I don't remember I like right, everything right and, and it helps be, to refresh. and sometimes when somebody else says something we're like oh yeah the, oh my gosh yes just me and my um two friends that I grew up in high school with we were talking the other day I texted them because I was at work and one of my co-workers walks in the room and I go to stand up and I was like why <laughs> wait a minute what am I doing why am I standing up and then I was like was it it was because in the Christian school the church school that we mm-hmm. went to anytime an adult or a teacher walked in the room you had to stand up to show a you know respect. your respect yeah. and authority and they go he may be seated and then you'd sit down and you'd whatever. Oh my gosh, you brought back some memories. Yes, right and I didn't even realize it. So I texted one of my friends and I was like, do you remember that? And she's it's like, like the huh? Judge. When the judge comes in and everybody stands and then you're like, woo, I'll rise. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord. I mean, well, you may be seated. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Thank Thank you, you sir. Thank you, sir. No, no, woo, woo. We were getting into that kind of, those kind of triggers in, a, you know, in later episodes. But I asked them and she's like, no, we didn't. And I was like, I could have, yes, like, I'm, like, 100% sure we did. And then I asked my other friend, she's like, oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and I was like, see? Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's, like, sometimes, like, with trauma, Bro. your brain blocks it. And it's yeah. like, no, we ain't remember that. Then this is why you have trigger warnings, because then when you hear somebody else relay it, or you yes. hear anything else along the lines of it, you're like, oh, crap. <gasps> you're like, we did used to do that. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Or that, oh, that did happen. 
So, yes. So, we are going to get into all the different beliefs that the IFBers believed. And, obviously, we're going to have lots and lots of episodes where we have story time. And, you know, there's a lot of stories that we have that are tied mm-hmm. into these teachings. Maybe we should have, like, a story time segment. So much. I feel like my heart and my brain is going to explode because, like, there's so much I want to get out right now. But it's like, pace yourself pace yourself Mm -hmm. pace yourself it's like i can't i just need to blurt it out but i'm not going to i'm not going to we're gonna we're gonna take time and uh, somebody's gonna tell autumn to be um patient and organized (laughs) and to stay on track and you're looking at me like please do that i'm like (laughs) i'm "Um, I'm not organized i know (laughs) you're like after my 10 minute answer yes right (laughs) yeah i'm just kidding it's me too it's totally fine but this is why we're doing it we love to talk probably hear a lot of like that was little quips and they're probably church related like if you don't like it you can lump it that was a church right you don't like what the bible says you can lump it because that's the truth i don't even know what that means where did that come from we're gonna have to like look that up later anyway i mean we could google it are we answering other questions no i think that's it for now okay so while she's googling that we'll have our mini after our invitation don't sermon (gasps) that's right we gotta have invitation and we gotta so i have an altar call because we should kneel look i googled if you don't like it you can and it says get out (laughs) (laughs) no lump it you're obviously not baptist google okay so the origin of if you don't like it you can lump it well i kind of got bored with looking for the origin (laughs) so i I looked up what it means in slang because that's more interesting and it says a heavy clumsy and usually stupid person and i was like am i a lump (laughs) (laughs) just as i am without one plea <laughs> I had the harmony like nailed on that. Yeah. They're playing like six verses of Just As I Am on the organ and the piano. And I'm like, mm-hmm, like doing the harmony, like yeah. as I'm praying. I'm like, dear God. And then they're, oh man, that music will get you. You'll get down there and you're like, yeah. I thought about Orlando Bloom. Like, nah. Ooh. God is not happy. There's no <laughs> way he could speak to me. And there's no way I can hear his will if I'm kissing pictures of Orlando Bloom behind my <laughs> closet door all 27 of them before I go to school every day when in reality no that like, was reality I did. no I mean like oh I was like I absolutely no I mean did like that. God's not gonna not speak to you because you did that no I know exactly I was because like that oh, okay no we okay really fast rabbit not rabbit whole, trail rabbit trail <laughs> this is something that drove me to so many decisions i made young where if you sinned or you thought you were sinning or displeasing then you will miss god's will for your life because god's perfect will and you will not find your soulmate and you will not find your husband and you will end up not going to the right place to be a missionary because you blocked the Holy Spirit from... You know what? No, yeah, I'm it, triggering myself. I well, to... okay. If you grew up believing that, if you still feel like God is probably out there, but I just don't know where to start. This is something that my pastor, he actually just resigned. Was it because of you? Probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's like, I can't with her I mean, anymore. <laughs> yeah. I did substitute teach a couple of times for his kids' classes. But one of the things he told my husband and I recently was I was like, man, I wish somebody told me that so much sooner god's will is a lot more like a highway a multi-lane highway than it is a tightrope wow that's a big difference 
big difference yeah and it was because when we're we're praying oh with god god you'll show me if i should take this job or not or like if it be your will maybe it's god's gonna do what he's gonna do whether you take that job or not yeah i see what you're saying with that maybe you don't have to worry about oh i kissed a pic poster of orlando bloom and god's gonna strike me dead because of it it was black and white pictures i printed off my computer i mean think about this david in the bible if you're even not a believer you know who david in the bible is yeah you know what he did he raped his wife before she was his wife he was a rapist yeah that's true i mean and god you know was like yeah i'll use you you know solomon who built the temple he had all them he had like what 300 concubines 300 like harems and stuff he like made his but he was the wisest man that scares me (laughs) (laughs) that scares me well maybe he was wise he had like 700 wives though didn't he was it i don't remember how do you remember that many names goodness he doesn't he's like hey you you're the one tonight (laughs) get in there that's probably why i mean the next morning they're like oh he she wasn't your wife and he's like she's a concubine now (laughs) He's like, well, send the her to the roster. No, we'll bad. say our vows. We already consummated the marriage. Okay, okay, so right now I'm literally picturing people be like, oh, that's so blasphemous. I'm like, you know, it's funny. I need to tell you, I have asked so many people, like, where does that fit in to nowadays nowadays having like one wife like it was polygamy right now is so frowned upon too and i mean i I, dude i don't want to be a part of a oh hell no but i'm just saying like nobody has a good other than it was cultural which it was but i mean he was also a king so he was like he do whatever he wants to do i do what i want (laughs) i know but okay that kind of to me falls into the line of like how many power-hungry people are there out there? His power was like, oh, I'm going to sleep with a thousand women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, you're fine about the, yeah, that is totally, like, a cultural thing. And nowadays, it's like, huh? What? Yeah. The Bible, like, people are like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, no, that doesn't apply to nowadays. Like, right. you do understand that, don't you? Like, we don't have things like right. that. There's now. a lot of, there's a lot of things that were okay in the Bible because it was cultural. And there's a lot of things that aren't okay in the Bible because of cultural that maybe wouldn't be the same now. Yeah, no. Definitely because not. our culture is not the same. Yes. And I don't even know. Like, the thing that boggles my mind is that no, nothing is ever really said about, like, was it okay for Solomon to have that many wives? Because the way that it's written in the Bible, it seems like... Well, he, he just had them. He just had Like, <laughs> he they had don't lots. say much about it, that they were there. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we okay. know that there were a lot of them. That's <laughs> like, what we know. <laughs> like, if I was writing that... But the thing is, I think Solomon wrote the book of Solomon. Did he not? Where he talked about it? Girl. I don't remember. Because if it was anybody else, they probably would have been like, hey, God, um, was this okay or not? It's like, yeah, y'all can't even get a girl. I got 700 wives. And by the way... <laughs> and concubine. Here's Song of Solomon, oh, where yeah. I'm going to talk about just one of them. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so, so that anyway, was a lot. That was a lot, but hang in there, y'all, because we are going to have a lot of stories and a lot of like where we get down into the beliefs and all of that. That, but and here's the thing this podcast is not for everybody it's not for a lot of people but it's for us here's the thing if you don't want to listen to it don't go follow us on instagram if you haven't already at save the trauma for your mama podcast and don't forget if you want to ask us questions if you have a story you want to tell if you want to be anonymous if you want us to 
share who you are because you absolutely give zero Fs, then we'll do that. Yeah. But we really want, you want we want to converse and we <clears throat> want to really interact because it's fun. For some reason you don't have Instagram, you can also email us. Maybe you're on a social media um, binge. Lent. Or not binge, Lent. <laughs> Lent. Uh, the opposite of binge. <laughs> Look at me acting religious. Lent. I don't even know. Lent. I don't know what that means. Um, you can find it Click in the, in the link below. No. <laughs> or above. We're not really sure where it's going to be. It's all right. She's okay. doing an awesome job. Honestly, shout out to Chloe because she is literally carrying the social media and the editing. And Chloe, you better leave that in there. Boop. See ya. Boop. Bye.